Hello, welcome to another episode of uh, What's Up Wednesday with uh, Tunan Vu. How are you, man? <laughs> What's good, man? How good. are you? Long time no see. Ooh. How you been? Good, good. I know you uh, have been doing a little bit of traveling, and I have, I have. We'll get to that, but let's uh, let's talk about the beer because I'm thirsty. What did you bring? I brought a uh, Hardywood Trickery. So this is normally released, I think, uh, in October. Okay, it's got a nice little. Nice little label, little nice. witch barrel. Is that, is that local? It's in Richmond. Okay. Yeah, this is an imperial milk, milk stout aged in apple brandy barrels. 13.5%. I've been aging it for the last year. So it's going to be vinegar or it's going to be awesome? No, it's going, to be, it's going to be good. Um, so with stouts, they, they age pretty well. It lets the alcohol mellow a little bit, so mm-hmm. it ends up becoming a little sweeter. Dope. Well, we'll show that. Boom. There yeah. And let's put that. Cool. Cheers. Cheers, beloved. Mmm, smooth. Yeah, I like it. You can taste um the, to- the the wine tones to it. Yeah, very nice. Very very nice. Thank you. Absolutely. So, let's see. Uh, we've been gone for a while. We have. Uh, what did uh, What did you get to? How was uh, Mr. Viet Fest? Man, it was awesome. This is one of the first years I got to really assist with the programming. Um, before you competed in it, I competed, and then they would ask me to um, help out with like the music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this year, I helped with the the programming, recruiting some of the talent. One of our good friends, Andrew Vu, what up? Uh, competed. Um, he competed and did really well. Really? Unfortunately, he was just a little short of making the the placing mark, but nonetheless, he came in with a good spirit and he wants to continue to help out the community. So shout out to Andrew Vu on that one. Drew Vu, who also does Wednesday's podcast with me. Uh, it's been a while. I've, I've fallen off a little bit, but um, did you had a good time? Good turnout? Great turnout. Actually, this is the first year that we had... Um, this is the biggest turnout we had this, like of all the Viet Fest. That's awesome. I set up the after party this year, which was awesome. Shout out to Tyson's Beer Garden for uh, hooking yeah. that up. Tyson's, that's right. That's where we usually do comedy out there. Uh, it's a good good little spot. Yeah. Did you guys have it was downstairs where you had the after party? We actually had it upstairs and downstairs. Oh, we wow. had two DJs. That many people. Yeah, it was, it was popping. Wow. That's yeah. great. That's great. You see, you build something. From like a community base, and it just keeps on building. Uh, what is this, the fourth or fifth year? Something? No, this is, I think, the eighth, eighth, eighth yeah. or ninth. Yeah, in such little time, you can do a lot of great things. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, did you perform? You performed, I performed with a full band this year, it was Ooh. wild. Um, so we only had two practices, but uh, friends, um, you know, we we just get together and do it up. They're, they're talented musicians. So shout out to Jermaine, Brennan, uh, Fabian. Oh, Fabian. Oh, yeah, you met Fabian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, Fabian. We met Fabian the same, I met Fabian the same night that I met you. Right, and then uh, my homie Jamar. And they're all, they're all super talented. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. That's awesome. Uh, I saw Fabian at your birthday last. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to this guy. Thanks, man. Uh, big 31? Mm-hmm. Big thirty one, uh, yeah, doing big things. We did. Did you end up going into a karaoke room, or did you just hang out? No, no, we just did it. So there's too many people, so we had to do the karaoke bar area. Yep, which we took over anyways. And yeah. you know, big big thanks to TD Karaoke for hosting that party, and also that was a great venue. It was awesome. They want us to do more events, so mm-hmm. if you want to do anything, let me know. 
That, um, that'd be a great night, a great little place to have like a like a comedy showcase. Yeah, it's set up there. They've got this big bar area seats, and they've got like a stage, and you can do karaoke there. But then you can also rent like the smaller rooms right. that fit ten, fifteen people. And, and you know, I, I spoke with them. I said, you know, um, this is uh, a birthday event. I don't know if there's any way we can do this because I don't really know you guys, but. You know, you don't know unless you ask. So I said, <laughs> I don't know you, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> right. You don't know unless you ask. So I said, I'm very involved in this Vietnamese organization. I would like for you guys to do a contribution to the organization, um, given the fact if we bring a certain level of people there. And they said, well, we don't typically do that. And I said, well, well you just see the night through. Mm-hmm. I, I plan on bringing people here regardless if you, bring, if you decide to donate or not. So after the event, they're like, you know what? You had such a great turnout. You had such a great event. The people there were, you know, um, very manageable. You guys weren't a rowdy crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, Row- rowdy enough for karaoke, but not right. rowdy enough to like get no bar out. fights, rowdy. right? Because <laughs> I went there and I, I, I showed up and this I didn't realize like how well connected you are. Like everyone that I know, like especially out of the Filipino community, yeah. You know, I was like, "What are you guys doing here? Like, what are you doing? Here? <laughs> like, I'm here for two. Like." Us too. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you guys. Knew. Like John Victoria. Shout yeah. out to John Victoria. Yeah. Shout out to John Victoria. Traveling all over the world right now. Yeah. Uh, he's back. Um, is he Is he back? Back? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but he, I was stoked to see him. What yeah. a great guy. Right. Uh, John Victoria in the uh, Filipino Young Professionals. Right. Uh, they always have a really good time. So if you are in the area and you check out FYP, um, I was at the other karaoke event that they had like maybe two oh, weeks and, ago. Um, Bistro fifteen twenty one right right yeah. that's a good spot. Um, you know we sang karaoke, so <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, why are you singing it in the back room?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's it, it, the KTV. What was the spot that you had your birthday at? Oh, TD Karaoke. TD Karaoke. That was yeah. a really really cool uh, venue. And um, thanks, man. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty impressed. Unfortunately, I had I had to leave early because. Oh man, did you leave before we got the cupcakes out? I did not see any cupcakes. Oh, man, my bad. It's okay. I saw boxes of cupcakes, and I was like... <laughs> I should have given you one before you had it. <laughs> They're Georgetown cupcakes. People love that stuff. I don't, I don't know what the hype is. I don't eat sweets, so like, I'm not saying they're wrong on the hype, but I know that that was like a thing when I came out here. They're like, you have to get one. Yeah. I mean, coming from LA, everybody has gourmet cupcakes. Everybody right. has gourmet donuts. So right. seeing you know, Georgetown, it's, like, it's, it's good. I mean, it's not if you're right. into cupcakes, but it's not like... I kill somebody over i'm not gonna wait in line for these things yeah i don't know uh there's a place in la called sprinkles and they're kind of like they're all over the place now but they were one of the first places that i saw that had atm cupcakes atm cupcakes. so what does that mean <laughs> that sounds horrible <laughs> uh, d- d- different that different sounds Google. that sounds either very very like fiscal responsibility kind of or very very on the other end of just really dirty minds <laughs> uh, it's not the dirty kind uh there'd always be lines so there's okay. like an atm machine that you could put your money in and you could pick what what you wanted and then literally it would just come out grab it and turn it you'd be able to grab oh it. so you wouldn't have to wait in line if you're getting like one but everybody always gets like a dozen of them who's right. eating a dozen cupcakes man there was five dollars a piece there's a girl I liked, and... Um, Always the story. Every story starts with, oh, there's a girl I like. I, I was trying to make an impression on her, so I went and I got uh, cupcakes, but... For me, me, No, no, not for my birthday. This is for some <laughs> other event. And um, I went and 
I don't eat sweets. I don't know how many I'm supposed really? to get. Really? You don't eat sweets? No, other than, well, I eat gummy bears, but I, they have to be Haribo. Oh, really? Hard? No, no, like the Haribo. Oh, oh Haribo. Which yeah. are pretty hard, actually. But you put them in your pocket, walk around for a little bit. I prefer them a little chewy, a little firm. A little, a little firm. But, um, yeah, so anyways, I, I got her cupcakes, and they're like, oh, do you want one? And I was like, well, how much do you buy a person? And this is, it's right. wrong to ask the cashier, right? Because they're going to want you to buy more. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I don't know, two. And I was like, two? I was like, really? Why would you say two? And they're like, well, whatever you feel like they're going to like. And I was like, well, you have a lot of flavors. Maybe I should buy six. <laughs> so I bought six. <laughs> I've done that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I'll, I'll like, and they're oh, not cheap. Like, I think, how much did I pay for six? I think I paid 20 bucks for six. And that's the half dozen discount. Like, right. I bet you go three to four dollars a piece. Yeah. I'll go in like, give me one of everything. Because at this point... Fuck it, because <laughs> you know, because because you're gonna bring it, you're gonna bring it to work, you're gonna right. bring it to the birthday, yeah. And someone's like, "Well, it's Thursday. They have this one. Why didn't you get that one?" And you're like, "Cause I don't fucking know. Just give me one of all." I went to um, I, I, somebody's going away, and it was a potluck style, right? Mm-hmm. They're provided like a few heavy hors d'oeuvres, and just everyone brought like a small dish or something. My friend shows up with six cupcakes. Now, mind you, I'm kind of thinking like, "Yeah, that's such a, a weird number, like six cupcakes, like." There's going to be like 20 people here. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. <laughs> At least. And then um, he, I was like, oh, okay. I, I was like, oh, uh, where'd you get those cupcakes from? He's like, man, there's this like really good um, bakery or cupcake shop in, in Chinatown. He's like, each of these were four bucks a piece. I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I buy more, but you know, with the potluck, it's got to be under a certain. He's like, you mean he's up. like, you know, uh, other people are bringing stuff, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you know the good thing about them is they're not like the little cupcakes. They're like they're 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 pretty big, so you can actually cut them up into fours and put toothpicks in them. It's a little cheap, but I mean, if you are that monster that goes in knowingly eats a $5 cupcake by yourself at a going away potluck, you're a fucking asshole. I, you know what? And, and for me, again, I don't eat sweets, so it's like, I don't know what the etiquette for it is. I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. Please help yourself, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, well, it's Thursday. You didn't get that one. You know you know they have it on Thursday. That's It's the best one. That's always the thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's the best one. The one that you didn't get. You got all of them except for the best one. I, I'm in this group chat and for the Mr. Vietfest people because mm-hmm. I invited them all out, of course. And, um, and Drew Vu was there. Andrew Vu was there. Yeah, shout out to Drew Vu. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny. I was like, you know, I got, I got 42 cupcakes. Do you think that's enough? And they were like, uh, should be. And then someone in the group chat says, get two red velvet for me. <laughs> two. Specifically for me. Just... What are the 42? Put two in another bag with, with my name on it. So, like, honestly, I didn't think this was going to be a big deal. I was only expecting, like, 20 people, maybe a couple stragglers, people inviting stuff. And then day of the event, people kept, like, saying, hitting going now all of a sudden. And I was like, damn, well, I'm get, I got to get at least 60 now. And it's not close. Like, Georgetown, the, you went to the Georgetown one? Well, no. Well, there's one by my office in okay, Bethesda. Okay. So, luckily... Luckily. I didn't, yeah. Because the thing about Georgetown is... That one actually has a line. The one in Bethesda doesn't. And there's no parking, and it's a shit show to get to. It's right. It's a shit show to get out of. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Georgetown is they make it very difficult to get to. Yeah. For a reason. For a reason. But, uh, yeah, I think when I left, when I left your birthday, there must have been 50 people there alone. It, it was very, very sizable. I was... 
I, I did not know I knew that many people. Yeah, because there was at least 10 FYP people there. I mean, I appreciate everyone coming out. It was a good time. Everyone was very cordial with each other. They uh, encouraged my inebriation. Um, I saw a video the next day. Apparently, I chugged half a soju bottle at some point in the night. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't remember that. But Only half. Only half. Only half. Well, it's funny because like, I remember like I was going to finish the whole thing now that I have seen the video mm-hmm. and I've gone through the flashback moments. I was going to finish the whole bottle, but me being an old age now where... You know, even when I'm drunk, I'm very aware of what I'm doing. And I was like this, oh, I probably shouldn't finish this. Let me set this down. There's a reason why I drank three bottles of water before I went out tonight. You're like, maybe I'm going to share this. Maybe I shouldn't drink all of it. I'll share half of it. But you've already put your mouth on it. (laughs) And everyone's like, that's your bottle, sir. (laughs) I think that's actually what happened. (laughs) You're like, oh, anybody want? No? Anybody want some yeah, it was. Um, did you? Did I see a video of you trying to do a flip on your birthday and crash hard? No, that wasn't you. <laughs> but um, you're trying to do something on your birthday. Oh no, it wasn't on my birthday. You're talking about when I. <laughs> oh yes. So I've seen a video. I've seen a video of this guy, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we finally found this video from like five years ago or something crazy." Yeah. So and you ate shit. <laughs> so. Um, my friend, he, he owned a restaurant back in Virginia beach and everything. Well, he still owns it, but, um, it's still, it's still, it's still very successful and you know, it's still a place, (laughs) but, um, I don't know why, but you know, there's like different size bottle of Patron. Like there's like the small one that's three seventy five milliliter, which, which equals out to like roughly under 13 shots. Yep. And then like there's like the 750, which everyone buys. Then but then he bought like the really big one. One set, 1.75. Right. There. So he was sort of like, I bought the wrong one. I can't put this on the like shelf of my restaurant. Um, but no one, but no one's like, he's like, I own a Vietnamese restaurant. No one's going to drink tequila here because there's a Mexican restaurant right next door to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, you want to go shot for shot? Oh, and goodness. I was like, dude, I would crush you. And he was like, I weigh 60 pounds more than you. You're not going <laughs> to... I was like, well, we'll see. So in 45 minutes, we did seven or eight shots. And, um, you know, we were waiting for our friends to show up at the restaurant because when we were doing this, it was around like eight or nine o'clock. The restaurant closed at 10. So like the, so like the, restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant closed at 10. So we started at nine. So at 10, some of our friends started showing up and we decided like, hey, it'd be really cool to... Um, you know, welcome them. And while we're in the back of his restaurant, he has this like storage shed. And we thought, hey, no one's ever climbed up on that storage shed. For a reason. <laughs> and he's like, why don't people like go up there? And they're like, Tunan, you used to like, you know, skate and all this stuff. Why don't you, you're the most limber out of all of us, which is not true, but I was convinced at that right. point, <laughs> you know? Seven shots in, you're like, yeah, I'm whatever you say I am. Like, yeah. What, so what the video didn't show you was I already tried it once before that take and it didn't work. Like I came up really short. Like I, like I watched the video. I was like, yo, this isn't going to work. They're like, no, you can do it. You know, Ty needs to push you up like straight up higher. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the video, he like literally just like lunged his hands like high and forward. Right. And all it did was just flip me over. <laughs> That's what I- <laughs> 
And someone was like, he's going to do it again. I bet you 20 bucks he's going to do it again. Do it again. We'll film it this time. The funny thing was I was working at Bank of America at the time. And um, I fell on the ground, got up, thought I'd broken something. But I was like, nah, I'm straight. I've got all these cuts on the side of my arm, but I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. Went home that night, woke up the next morning, had work at 8 a.m., Yikes. And uh, woke up at 7, and I was like, oh, why do I feel like I got hit by a dumpster <laughs> truck? <laughs> why does it feel like the earth hit me in the face? And I remember going to work, and, you know, like, I wear a suit to work, and they're like, what's wrong with your face? What's wrong with your face, Brenda? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, Fucking oh, Brenda. my God. Right. When my manager pulls me aside, he's like, are you okay today? She's like, you know, they, they really babied me. It was, it was a lot of women that worked at this mm-hmm. branch. So, that, like, um, they really babied me, and they're like, Tunon, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I want to show you something. Um, and I'll just explain my night, but if I can just work in the drive-thru area today, that might be better for us <laughs> so, so that no one can see me. So I rolled up my sleeve, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize how bad it was. It was, like, cuts all over my left arm, bruised up like i had to go see a chiropractor and all this stuff that's why you have tattoos you're like i can't see these scars let me just <laughs> let, let me just tattoo over it but anyways man so my birthday was good so you fun did, time you did not try to jump on a storage unit well someone uh you know but what is it they they took a birthday cake and just <laughs> dumped it on my face but no storage units no storage units okay, that's good because i was like ah because i think i got you your first shot Right, like Jameson. Right, like, oh, but well, but I was already like over three three glasses of uh, Buffalo Trace. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's good. That's good whiskey. That's not bad whiskey. Um, three shots in. Fuck it. Happy birthday. Mm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this. Um, Gets better as it warms up. Yeah, I think stouts. I think I, that's where I fucked up. I had chilled glasses. No, 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 but it's good. I like yeah. the chilled glasses. Okay. And then uh, uh, this is these glasses are from Nice Brewery in uh, in Maine, and uh, I plan on going back when I go. Uh, I'm headlining in October. Oh, yeah. my man. Yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, I got some family out there, but neither here nor there. Happy birthday. Thanks. But yeah. let's talk about your travels. You went to the I, Philippines? I went to the Philippines. Right. I was supposed to go to Hong Kong for a little bit. Right. And, uh, you know, revolution. <laughs> she got a little <laughs> crazy. Uh, so I, I was talking to the showrunner, and I was like, hey, uh, I don't know. I watch a lot of CNN. I, it looks like it's a little kind of crazy out there. And all I needed was for him to be like, yeah, it's, it's fine. No big deal. Like, he could have lied to me. He could have lied to me. Like, yeah, no big deal. Just come but he was like yeah i mean it happens it's china like that's that was his email like it you know stuff happens you know china's gonna be china and i was like i uh cancel me i'm not i'm not even gonna try that yeah um and then uh my singapore show got canceled which is fine so we spent most almost 90 percent of uh my vacation uh in in, in the philippines right. i got to go hang out with my wife's family got to go see like her they have this crazy thing called ancestral land yeah, you know, like, I feel like yeah. <laughs> with um, Filipino culture, from what I'm aware of, I don't want to generalize, but I've heard that term quite a bit. Yeah, it's it, so it's basically like your great, 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 great,
and it just keeps on getting passed down. Like it's never even thought of to be sold, or it's rarely sold because it's ancestral. But by the time it gets to us, it's it's basically in the hands of you know thirty people, forty people, um, and you don't you might live there, but it's you're just the custodian of, or you're just the steward of this land. So that was very strange, but we got to go see her ancestral land. And um, I did a lot of things while I was out there. Uh, one one thing that people got really upset at me about was uh, I, I went to go see a cockfight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't... So I went to Thailand, mm-hmm. and we went to a zoo... My friend was very adamant about wanting to take a picture with a tiger. That sounds and, horrible. And um, I'm sorry. He didn't want to specifically see a tiger. He wanted to specifically see an elephant. The tiger just happened to be there. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, it's funny all the criticism that people give um, zoos in the U.S. or circus. And I've gone to the circus. I, I, as a kid, I was a big fan of it. And from what I can recall, again, this is memory lane, like, 20 years ago, um, those animals look for the most healthy as far as on appearance. Sure. The animals in Thailand at the zoo was just, man, it was very sad. I couldn't even take pictures with them because I just was kind of like, I'm already ashamed to be here. I don't want to be caught in like any tangible evidence of it. What, you know, what's, what's crazy is like the tigers for sure will live a better life. Elephants will live a better life in the wild. For, for right. positive, right? right? And then I've seen I've seen videos of people taking pictures with the tigers, and you could just tell they're just doped. They're doped up to the gills, and they don't even know what's going on. This thing was doped up, and they had like um, it's not a taser, but it's kind of like cattle prods. Yeah, cattle prods, yeah. and like the guy kept like smacking the face of the cattle prod so that it would open up its jaw, Fuck. so that like it could get that like kind of like roaring like look for the picture, and. You know, it's chained down and all this stuff and the way that they have it sit so you can't see it in the picture. But yep. nonetheless, I was just like, nah, man, I think I'm good. Yep, yep. But, like, I also understand, like, it's a cultural thing. Like, it's acceptable over there. I don't think it's a cultural thing. Like, I don't think generations of people, like, okay, on one portion, it's like, this is how these people make their living, right? Right, and There's right. an industry built around that. But that, to me, I don't see that as a cultural thing, like... <laughs> To put up a zoo for tourists? How is that a cultural thing? Culturally, I guess I'm saying that it's like, it's accepted because it's in existence, right? Okay. Not, not, not to say that it's like um, it's, promoted. It's just that it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been stopped mm-hmm. and it's continued, okay. right? Um, so again, like kind of like with the cockfight thing, like I get that that's a thing over there. Mm-hmm. You experienced it. You know, like, I guess me being Vietnamese and because I went over to Vietnam when, like, um, I was 12. Okay. Um, and I'm a refugee. So I grew up, like, very traditionally Vietnamese as far as the home life goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was over there when I was 12, like, you know, my mom was like, well, are we going to eat dog meat over here or what? Like, um, because... Not, I don't want to call it a delicacy because I don't think it is, but it's acceptable over there. I don't think like, and the joke it always is like, obviously you don't see a problem with it because you're Asian, right? <laughs> you know. Like I don't see a problem with it. I, I've I've had horse, 
You know, like I've eaten right. horse, and people go, "Oh my god, why would you eat horse?" But then you go to some countries, like people are like, "Why would you eat a cow?" That makes no sense. You know? Right, right. Uh, I I think where I draw the line is monkey. I don't think I can eat <laughs> monkey. I you know if if it's if it's legal in that country, I think I'll give it a shot. I I I know that that's a very controversial thing that I just said, but at the same time, it's like I don't go out hunting for it. Like like when I went to Thailand back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl who used to bartend down the street at this bar called The Spot, her name's Pla. Shout out to Pla if you happen to see this. She just, she just moved out to, uh, back to Thailand. Okay. She was over here studying. I didn't realize that's why she moved over here. But she moved back oh, to Thailand recently. I, I think maybe. Let's go Dirty Terps. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she, when I was over there, she happened to be vacationing oh, at no. the same time. So she showed me around mm-hmm. and she asked me, she said, oh my gosh. She said, since you're in Thailand, are you going to eat a scorpion? Yes. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, throw some old listen, base. Like, I, 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 I am not opposed to like, if it's, if people can eat it over there, like I'll eat it. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a very adventurous person. So I have no, well, well, uh, so on my Instagram, someone was like, you know, uh, just because it's so, just because it's culturally acceptable, like doesn't mean it's right. Like some cultures rape kids and everything. I was like, "Whoa, you I went to a cockfight and you equated me with a rapist." Okay, that kind of got out of hand. Right. But it's like but you eat chicken, right? The chicken died one way or another. It, it's you know, it's it's weird. It's weird. We live in a very PC world where people I, I don't think a lot of thoughts are well thought through. It's like you can't how do you eat a chicken? You kill it. Chicken died, but I don't know. It, 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 it didn't bother me. I hadn't really thought about it, but it was like a cultural thing, like watching boxing. And people go, oh, right. my God, you're barbarians watching two men kill each other. It's boxing, bro. Look, I, I get it. I get it. I understand both sides of it. I guess I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, and, and, you know, like I was the only tourist person there like it wasn't right. like a, a a shuck and jive for tourists like it was something that these people do every weekend right this is how they this is a pastime and uh they were so excited for me to be there they're like oh my god there's an american <laughs> literally they put me in like the vip section like wow and it wasn't like a basketball court that on the weekends they turned into right. a, a cockfight like this was a a built structure for cockfighting. Wow. And it fit, I would say, if I were to guess, six, 600 people. It right. could, I mean, if you packed in, it could six, fit 600 people. Wow. And uh, betting, so I bet on it, you know, because at this point I felt like the goddamn mayor. Like, everyone was like... Well, you know what's funny is that reminds me of, like, horse racing. You know what I mean? Like Because yeah. horse racing, they built this, like, track race. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's exactly the same thing, but what happens when the horse's legs break? Oh, yeah, they shoot them. They, don't they even... shoot them. Like, like, and, like, that's kind of barbaric in a sense. Like, and these horses are worth millions of dollars. Yeah. And they, it's not even like, oh, well, we can, he'll never be able to race again. So you kill it. Like it's that, like it's like why don't you just let it heal or or stud it out you know like or, it, you know could you imagine you break your leg and all your your whole function for the rest of your life is to have sex listen, <laughs> <laughs> like like we've just like you know we see these like videos online where hor- I mean, not horses uh, dogs have a missing leg and they build like these like you know tr- some sort of like robotics thing. or like kind of mm-hmm. like um it's a wheelchair. what is it 
prosthetic like leg and stuff like that. I'm okay. pretty sure they could do something like that for horses. Okay. But it's it's just kind of like, again, this is what's acceptable in certain places. But neither one of us are vets. Uh, like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about it. I'm assuming that horses, sure, they might, be, might not be able to race ever, but there's no value to them. You're just going to put a shotgun to their head? Right, right. Agreed. That, Agreed. That was strange. That's always strange. Um, and then on top of that, you can't even eat. You don't eat horse meat. So you put a shotgun to their head and then that's it. Like, there's no value. Right. Uh, these roosters, they weren't even fighting to the death. They just fight until it gives up. That's it. That was like the misconception. Sure, I'm sure they died. Oh, so let me just circle back for a second. Circle back. Here we go. Hold on. So, so Plaw goes, and she's like, you're going to eat scorpion. Are, are you, are you, have you had scorpion here? And I said, no, I've never had scorpion. I'm down to try. She took me to this nice, it was popping off at night and everything like that. Nice. Nice little bar scene, club scene, whatever. So she comes running out and she goes, hey, I got you the scorpion, like out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, cool. And don't get me wrong, like I was a little nervous because this thing was huge, man. Like how big? Oh my, like. Like the body. The body, the body was probably the length of my hand. Damn. So. On a stick. Right. So like the body was like this big, but the tail hung out. Okay. I remember eating it. And then, like, the tail was still hanging out of my mouth, and I had to take, like, a second bite to, like, kind of... And, and honestly, it tastes like barbecue chips. I think that's where I would probably invest a lot of my money. If, if like, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy some stocks, it would be in, like, insect protein. Well, let me tell you this. Tell me something. So I said, Pla, I was like, do you like scorpion? Because I thought it was fine. It tasted mm. like... Barbecue chips. The texture was a little weird at the end because it got a little mushy, you know? Okay. But I said, um, do you like it? And she's like, no, I would never eat that. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you guys don't eat this over here? She's like, no, this is all for Taurus. <laughs> Interesting. She was like, no one here eats that. Like, <laughs> like, that's what took her so long. She was like, I need a scorpion. Yes. I need a fucking scorpion. Yeah, it's not for me. Just. Somebody, anybody get me one? <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt dumb as shit after that. But I mean, I, I don't regret it. Like, it was fine. You, you know, uh, the, the thing about, like, um, what do you call it in Vietnamese? Uh, the, unfer- the, the fertilized duck egg or the fertilized chicken uh, jung, egg? Well, we, in Vietnamese, we call it chung uh, vit, okay. but it's a duck egg, the one that we, Filipino people, I think, eat the um, chicken, chicken ones. Yeah, it's called a balloon. Well, I'm sure we eat both, but we, I've, I've always eaten the duck ones. And, you know, I think that's, it's a cultural thing. People eat it, but it's like. I love it. It's the thing that you give tourists where you're just kind of like, go ahead, try it. You know, they just want to see the reaction. And when I start to sense that they're just fucking with me yeah. without crack it open, knock it back, no problem. Right. I, I don't even. I, I don't mind it one bit. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's the beak. The beak is kind of weird. <laughs> they, they gave you one with a beak in it. <laughs> it's like because there's a little bit of bone. There's like little bones. Like yeah, I've never had a beak. I've had a feather actually before. I've had a yeah. It's like it's crunchy. There's like a couple crunchy parts, and I'm like, oh, that's. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's the beak. Uh, no, you wouldn't be wrong. I mean, I've heard people have a beak. Like I'm just laughing because it's like. You haven't had it before, right? No, I've, I've had it. I've had the Vietnamese version right. uh, a bunch of times. Okay, but it's it's not like 
It's not my favorite, but I'm not gonna oh, just give it to me. Not gonna bad. I don't. Yeah, like again, I don't go seeking for it. I don't mind it when it's there and mm-hmm. kind of whatever. Yeah, uh, there's, there's like a lot of good food. You know, uh, it's it's funny because there there really wasn't like the fake Filipino food. They're, like, there's no fake Filipino food. Dude, Jollibee's the shit. Jollibee. I mean, actually, let me rephrase. Their fried chicken is the shit. Everything else is whack, in my opinion. I don't mind. So we got the box, right? Because I wanted, for no reason other than I just wanted to try all of it, right? Just right. to say. So I had like. It was well, tell me, tell me what you like. I'm the curious. The burger patty was okay. Really? I mean, not the pan burger, but there was like basically like a Salisbury steak. It was like. A oh oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spaghetti was whack. Uh, the chicken was good. Uh, dude, the fried chicken is so good. Not so good. No, dude, it is really good. Mm, okay, I mean, this is where we just. You know what? I wonder if they do it different in the Philippines though, than the U.S. You can get fried chicken anywhere, like, no. like McDonald's, McDo, McDo. You can get fried chicken at McDonald's. Oh, really? You can get, like there's fried chicken everywhere. Well, I think they might do it different over there, and the only reason why I say that is because I remember when I was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Being the American kid that I was at 12 years old, I found a KFC and I remember getting it and I was like, yo, this KFC is weird. I really wanted to do KFC, but see, the, the, the problem in the Philippines is there's, there's a little bit of racism, but it's not so much that. It's like classism. It's either, either you have money or you don't have money. Oh, okay. And in, in, if you have money to like afford actual Filipino food, like actually go to a restaurant. You're not doing Jollibee. You're not doing KFC. And right. I was like, oh, I just want to go to KFC. And everyone was kind of like, like I embarrassed my wife. My wife was kind of like, we don't fucking do that here. <laughs> We're not poor. <laughs> so, but you know, going to, going to like TGI Fridays is the height of. Oh, really? Not like the fancy, but like, the height of that chain restaurant yeah. kind of thing. If you were like, hey, let's go on a date. Like, where are we going? KFC. You know, we're going to go to TGI Fridays. If you said that here in America, the old girl would be like, uh, fuck you. But there, I mean. They're like, yeah. Real, let's me? go. <laughs> me, you, me, me? You want to take me to, to TGI Fridays? Wow. It, uh, yeah, the, the, the money is the separator of everything. Because what it comes down to is if you have money, then you can go uh, get an education. You have an education, you right. speak English. You speak English, that means you have money. Like, it's this very weird roundabout way. I told the guys from SNRG, yep. shout-outs to SNRG, yeah, the homies for real. I'm going to see him soon. Yeah, they, uh, they keep trying to get me to go to the Philippines and work on some music and stuff, which I'm down for. Um, I really want to go because I want to go to Vietnam next year, but I don't know if that's possible. But listen, the Philippines sound great, and uh, I'm trying to find my future ex-wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you can find them here. You just came from Virginia Beach. Oh my goodness! But yeah, no, I mean any naval base <clears throat> in America, you'll find your your next Filipino ex-wife. <laughs> um, you know that pretty well. <laughs> I do. Where do you think I tour? I, I, I sell well. And they're like, why do I sell well in this city? He's like, oh, there's a naval base here. That's why. Okay, I guess that makes sense. San Diego, the Bay, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, San Diego's great. I'm not a big fan of California, but San Which, Diego. If you look at him, <laughs> you look like you literally I look just... like the most West Coast guy. Every single time I meet people here, they're like, you're so relaxed, like... Are you from California? 
he looks like Tyler the Asian. <laughs> if if Tyler the Creator was like, yeah, I guess it's gonna be Asian. This guy. When I was working with Clips, it was so funny. I remember Malice one time was like, "You look like the most wannabe Asian Pharrell I've ever met." <laughs> But the funny thing is, like, Pharrell wanted to be Asian. You look at him, you're like... I mean, he was hanging out with Nigo yeah. from Bape and all that stuff. Yeah, I, think like, he, I don't want to say he put Nigo on the map, but he put Nigo, He brought Nigo. Uh, I think he brought Nigo to the U.S. For sure. He opened the door for Nigo in the U.S. Bape. I, I think, like, he had, like, a, a solid following, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the level of what, like... I had Bapes because they were cheap. For whatever reason, you could get them here cheap before Pharrell started rocking them. Dude, babes were sweet looking too. They were cheaper and more colors than Air Force Ones. Right. So I was just rocking everyone. I remember like... What'd you call Air Force... Well, when you were, when you were rocking Air Force Ones, what'd you call them? Uh, uptowns and downtowns. Yeah, see, like everyone called them uptowns. Well, and then, uptowns, like, uptowns were the, the, the high tops. Okay. And the downtowns were the, the ankles. In Virginia Beach, we call them DCs. I got nothing. But like, I never heard any other place call them DCs. DCs. Why would they call them DCs? Huh. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Air, so, uh, Air Force Ones, yeah. uh, if they're high tops, you yeah. call them uptowns. But Air Force Ones were pretty cheap, too, right? They were. They, I mean, like, they're kind of like um, when Vans became popular. Like, Vans used to be able to buy, like, Vans for $30, $35 yeah, a pair. Why am I looking at, like, $50, $60 a pair? Go fuck yourself. It's wild now. It's bullshit. You're looking at, like, Converse, the Chucks. Chucks are $50. I've never liked Chucks. I've really? never really? liked Chucks. I've, ne- <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked Chucks. You know, it's just that rubber toe cap. Yeah. I just didn't like it. All I wear, like, so when I was in LA for, I was in LA for 10 years, for the last five years, all I wore, because I was broke, and you could, you can go on Amazon, you could find them for $35, $40, but what was great about them is that you could never tell how old they were, so I would just buy, like, five pairs. Well, that's the nice thing about Converse is in, like, vans, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like, they look better beat up, even with the white shoes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they look kind of odd when they're brand new and so clean. Like, unless you have, like, a very clean look on. Yes. They look very odd being brand new white. And, you know, when you buy them for 35, 40 bucks, like, all right, they're, they're dirty. Ah, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah, like. You open up a new box and you throw a new one on. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, Air Force Ones, uh, when I was in high school, you could get them for 50, 60 bucks. 50 bucks. You could probably get them for about $50. And then right before Nelly uh, had the song, they were going up in price. They were like sixty dollars, and then um, then I could find the Bapes, and they had all the colors. Yeah, Bapes came in so many colors. You could get them for fifty bucks. So I wore them, and people would make fun of me, like, "Oh, those are fake Air Force Ones." That's wild. That. Yeah, because then, then they jumped up to like three hundred a pair. Uh, retail. Right. right, and then you could buy like you could. If I was like, if I kept them clean, I could have literally sold them for three, four, five hundred dollars used. Yeah, that's wild. It, it was mind blowing. I remember Mark Jacobs did a collab with uh, Vans. Mark Jacobs, and it was awesome. Like, Mark Echo? No, Mark Jacobs. Mark oh. Jacobs, like the high end brand, the, the, the high end chick watches and purses. Right. Okay. He did this collabo. It was um, the shoe was kind of like a mock of like the the checkered board Vans. Okay. But the shoe, it was a slip on, mm-hmm. but it was a crossword puzzle. And then the crossword puzzle said Mark Jacobs on it. 
Oh. And it was it was nice, man. I remember like I think retail was like ninety bucks. But um and it was like, you know, leather and all the nice material and resale was like three or four hundred bucks. That was was crazy because in the Philippines everything that was American brand yeah. was fifteen to twenty five percent more than it is here. Right. But there was shit that just people like if I was if I had more faith in myself, right. uh, I found the fear of God hats. Oh. And they were going for $80, which is a little bit more than they are here, but I could have turned around and sold them for $300 a piece. Right. You know? um, but because they're $80, people can't afford them there. So right. you, I walked into the New Era shop because they don't have lids, and right. they just had... Like, that sounds even better, a New Era shop. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. The problem with, the problem with uh, lids is there's just too many goddamn hats. Yeah. Too many. You sit yeah. there and you look at it and you just go like, oh, my favorite team is this, but there's 17 different hats. And none of them look good. <laughs> none, of them look, none of them are my size. They're like a step better than Walmart, but not, not good enough to be $30, $35, right? Uh, I would buy, like, that's, this is the trick that I usually buy. I buy the hat with the patch on the side. So uh, with a Dodgers or a Red Sox hat, they always have like, um, you know, was it spring training or postseason because those ones will go down in price. You buy them for twenty bucks. They're the same hat with with just a different patch. That's the trick. I'm not paying sixty dollars mm. for a hat. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, this is a different conversation for you. I, I no no I don't I don't I every hat I buy is on sale. Like everyone's like, yo, you dress so fly. I'm like, great. I bought everything on sale. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a financial advisor, man. Like <laughs> everything you're wearing is Forever Twenty One, which is now going bankrupt. <laughs> it's so funny, like. You know, like, I, I think with, like, um, with some of my clients, they see me driving to my Scion. They're like, you drive a Scion? I'm like, yeah, I, I got, I need money for other shit, like. And I can get you into one, too. <laughs> I just like saving my money. Hey, you know, the side, but you have a lot of gear, right? Well, I mean, it's not just the gear. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I like nice things, but I just find value in, a car is, Unless you're like trying to restore it over the long term and you're really trying to keep it fresh, like it's not going to bring you more value. It's meant to drive you from point A to point B. I mean, maybe I don't know enough about cars and you guys can educate me on this, but for, for most people, it's just a vehicle to get them from point A to point B and I guess how cool you want to look or what you want to experience. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a nice car. You'll, you have to find your pleasures of what you like. I think if you guys understood how much I spent on music equipment, you would think I'm insane. You will get into cars when your balls drop. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I think, you know, when, when you get out of puberty, uh, you'll realize that there's something about cars uh, that chicks dig. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I get it. I drive a Forester, so it's not like I'm driving. Damn, a Forester, though? That's I, why you're married and I'm not. I, uh, <laughs> I fucking love it. There's nothing, nothing makes me feel better than safety. <laughs> like I've, I've driven, you know, I had a WRX. I've, right. I've driven, um, you know, I had a Miata for a short period of time, uh, which is not really that. No, that's not, it's not now. mainly, but, but, but uh, it's cool. What else I have? A 240, a 240, uh, a Nissan 240. Yeah. Uh, modded out. That was fine. But the problem is like, once, once you start modding, you modded out. Once you fucking, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you, you can't rely on that shit. You're just like, every time you go, you're going to work, you're like, I hope it's going to start. I hope I'm going to get to work. I, um, <laughs> I had a, 
event with work and it was literally one, maybe two blocks over from my office. This new, new guy in the office, young, 25, he said, um, he asked me before we left the office, are you going to walk over there? I said, yeah, man. It's two blocks over, no big deal. Just walk over there. He said, oh, well, I'm worried about, you know, because I drove to work, the, our parking garage is going to close at 7. You think our event will be over by then? I was like, no, but just drive your car over there. They do free valet, no big deal. All right, we get to the lobby. He says, do you want to ride over there? I'm like, ah, this guy isn't too... Um, Anyways, I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to sit in his car, but I did because I was a nice guy, right? Okay. And uh, he talks about his car a lot. Because he hasn't found vagina. Continue. And so I get to his car and I'm like, fuck, this is not the car I wanted to ride in right now. What is it? So he always tells everyone, I drive this really awesome Beamer. It's a 2008. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we're in 2019, and I'm just thinking, you know what? Like, maybe this... Well, I didn't, I didn't even want to say this. He always brags about how much money he comes from. So I'm thinking, a 2008 is not anything to brag about. But the problem is, is that, like, he had it all souped up. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be caught in this car because I'm Asian. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, okay, okay. So I, I had modded... You know, street racers when it was like not the stereotype just yet, and then once it was like once it became a stereotype, I was like, "But this guy's this guy's white, yeah, because he wants you to be in his car." So it's like, "Hey, look, I'm uh, I've been uh, validated." Listen, I told you it was a five minute walk from my office to this this event, but he can get there in two and a half minutes. <sighs> You don't understand how embarrassed I was because the event started like I was planning on leaving to the event and getting there 15 minutes early. Yep. This guy didn't listen to my directions. And you know, Asians are supposed to be the bad drivers. Right. I said, Hey, you need to make a left out of the garage. Well, my Google map says make a right. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, just just go left. Too late. Mm. But we're the horrible. We guy. ended up so I had I walked, I would have been fifteen minutes early mm-hmm. because I rode with him. I was fifteen minutes late because it's traffic time and all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah. And my goodness, he was just so happy. He was just, so, but you know, like when you have these <laughs> modded out cars, like it, there's nothing more embarrassing than handing your. He wrecked it a, a month later. Like, of course, <laughs> of course. But like you know, the embarrassment of like handing your keys to like a valet. You're just like, oh yeah, um, uh, yeah. You gotta double pump the thing, and the like. You gotta give them instructions. Like that's horrible. Or like, you, you're leaving the bar. Like, okay, I'm out. Later, guys. And everyone's outside still smoking, and you try to start your car, and it's like, rin, 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 in it. That's just embarrassing. Get a normal car with fucking warranty. That's that. that that's my suggestion. Shit's embarrassing. Yeah, so the next car I'm going to get is a Corolla. I plan on getting a Corolla at the top of the year. Okay. A brand new one? Get a Prius. Fuck it. No, I plan on buying used cars. I don't... I don't. You know where we live. Yeah. People are terrible drivers out here. Yeah. They're terrible drivers everywhere. 
No, but they're worse here, man. No, I don't think so. I think literally there's not a place that is better or worse. Just people are horrible beings. No, man. Like, so coming from Virginia Beach, where I admit we're not good drivers to begin with, mm-hmm. out here they're really bad because they don't even understand, like... Turn signals. Well, t- everything. But on the interstate, if you're going to drive slow, stay on the right side, but that's drive everywhere. fast. That's literally everywhere. No, not, not, the- not how it is here, man. I... I think New York drivers are, or New Yorkers are. Yeah, you know, I do have. I do and Philly drivers are really good. Philly, New York, like the city drivers, because they're like, where. And you know, always that, like, the question, like, well, what, what do you, what's the rush? Why are you in a rush? Because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be somewhere. Like, I'd rather be early and just chilling than. But I'd rather not be in my car. Let's put it that way. I, I don't care if I'm right. early or late. If I'm in my car, that means I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be somewhere. I, I knew a girl. In this area, we were taking a trip to Bush Gardens. How, how, how? Wait, hold on. How many hours is that? Three, three to four, depending okay. on traffic. I got to take the wife there some soon. So um, she goes and she, she said, "You know what? Because I'm a season pass holder, she. Oh, uh, you are, or she is. I am. Oh. Pinky up, pinky up. Um, <laughs> so I financial go financial planner money. <laughs> so I go and um, my whole thing was just like. Yeah, just go. I have an extra ticket because they give us guest passes. Oh, dope. You want, you want to just head out there? And she's like, sure. She's like, since you've got the tickets, I'll drive. I'll take the car. I said, we don't have to. I don't mind driving because I'm familiar with the area. No, I'll drive. We'll take my car. So she's driving, and she's driving on the left lane. She's going 55. It's like, where are you going 55? Like, get in, go over to the right. She goes, no, there's just more room over here. And I've yeah, heard every, all, the I've, I've, is, all the traffic is behind you. <laughs> I've, I've heard that from a lot of people out here, man. And that's just, but you might not be wrong. Maybe I'm just like I, I'm, really bitter about it. <laughs> I'm going to go with basically there is no place known for driving. You know, Virginia's for lovers. There's not a state that's like fucking racists. But boy, they drive really well. <laughs> like nobody, there's no place that drives well. Have you have you driven down? Um, <laughs> Have you driven down 95, like, past Stafford and seen that huge-ass Confederate flag? Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is, first off, it's the biggest flag I've ever seen. Is that still, that's in Maryland? No, it's in Virginia. Oh, yeah. It's right outside of, like, what people consider Northern Virginia. Okay. It is the biggest flag I've ever seen. I've seen one in, like, South Carolina, which it, it's, it's huge. Like, the big, it, whatever the I used to be a Boy Scout. We had to learn how to fold an American flag properly. This thing was way bigger than any flag I've ever seen. And it's up in the sky hanging. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to, like, you know, look a little bit smaller when it's, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it, it looks big. It, it is. looks big from, <laughs> from a mile away. You can literally see it from a mile away. Oh my god! And, and you know the thing about the Confederate flag that bothers me the most is that, well, whenever I see someone with a Confederate flag, yeah. like I just want to give them like a British flag, and then they're like, you know, they'll be upset, and they're like, well, that's not part of our heritage. You're like technically, it is. <laughs> like it, it, it really is, and at least it still exists. <laughs> You're not wrong though. Yeah, you know, like. I, I don't I, I don't care. Here's here's the thing. Here's here's my thought on the Confederate flag. I don't care uh what you think it means, uh either side, right? 
I don't care what you think it means. Okay. It is literally a flag of the enemy of the country. Yeah. I don't care what you think it means. It literally represents a country that is the enemy of America. Right. It doesn't exist anymore. Why would you put it up there? Yeah. No, I understand that. I understand that. It's like... um, But you can't talk to these people. No. I mean, you're from Southern Virginia, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going <laughs> Are we still friends? <laughs> you mind if I get a beer? Yeah, let's go get a beer. Um, actually, you, do you want to start playing something? Yeah, I can play something. I can definitely play something. Um, let's see. You got the mic stand, right? Oh, yeah, you need a mic stand. Um, sure. Uh, intermission. Intermission. So let me tell you. Um, I can say that coming up... We are celebrating the Mid-Autumn Festival in the Vietnamese community. It's called Tết Chum Tu. I help out with that as well. You know, I don't know why I'm so involved in, like, Vietnamese stuff. Um, Someone's got to do it. But I'm, I'm very proud of who I am, and I think everyone should be, right? I am proud to be from Boston, bro. You know, like, even if, um, I don't know, I think overall we should be proud of who we are and what kind of things we do and everything like that. Um, and, and if not, there's a lesson to be learned, and there's no shame in that either. Um, maybe it takes for us to be a little bit more open-minded. I, I'm an optimist, so I, I think that, you know, there's always uh, more good in us than we think. And speaking as someone who always cuts themselves short on, on a lot of different things, uh, you know, I could probably take my own advice also. Thanks, man. What kind of anti-American propaganda are you pitching? You know, uh, I was watching Family Guy earlier, and they said something like, Putin was like the best. <laughs> I mean, the best at what? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Cool. What? Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, before you get into it, what songs did you play at the Viet Fest? Viet Fest, I played um, that new Jonas Brothers song. Uh, oh, sucker! And then I played Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. And I played a Vietnamese song called... Cafe Sao? No. Salted <laughs> 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 I, I thought you were like really about to like say the song. And then I was like, wait, no, you did <laughs> I, I think uh, that's, our, that's kind of the joke, right? You kind of have to know like one song. Not know it, but like be able to refer to one song in every language. So I, I learned uh, last year when they asked me to perform, they're like, can you play a Vietnamese song? Mm-hmm. Because we want to like really push our culture. We don't want... we the The whole thing was just... We don't mind that you play American songs, and we're glad that you're Vietnamese American, but we're also trying to promote our culture, and we think it'd be really cool, given who you are, to play a Vietnamese song, to promote it to other people who are... Because it's in Tyson's. It's, it's a lot of foot traffic that isn't really coming for the festival mm-hmm. to itself. Right, right, right. So I was like, no, I got you. So I learned one song. Um, I learned Chakai Da Ve. And then this year I learned Sataka. And then somebody approached me and they're like, my goodness, you're so good at these Vietnamese songs. Like, like you should come play for us and just do a Vietnamese set. And I was like, my Vietnamese set is two songs. <laughs> you literally saw the beginning. But if you need a third song, Kep Fe Sao. That's, that is the, that is the, the Vietnamese why, song. Why do you know that? Because you need to know one song in every language. Like, oh, you recognize it. Oh, that's Kep Fe Sao. Kep Fe Sao, right? Oh, my goodness. What are you going to play for us today? Um, I've been on a Weezer kick. I think I'm gonna play some Weezer. Dope. Let's do it. 
All right. No, I think you have to do the thing. No, no, it's all good. with these homies dissing my girl what did they got up front what did we ever do to these guys that made them so violent uh, ooh, ooh, but you know I'm yours ooh, ooh, and I know you're mine ooh, ooh, yeah that's for all the time I look just like Buddy Holly And oh, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore I don't care what they say about us anyway I don't care about them And don't you ever fear I'm always near I know that you need help your tongue is twisted, your eyes are slid. You need a guardian. And who, who, but you know I'm yours. And who, who, and I know you're mine. Uh, who, who, yeah, that's for all the time. Ooh, you, I look just like Buddy Holly. And oh, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore. Don't care what they say about us anyway. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Bang, bang, a knock on the door. The bang, bang, and you're down on the floor. Oh no, what do we do? Don't look now, but I lost my shoe. Hey, I can't run and I can't kick. What's the matter, babe? Are you feeling sick? What's the matter with you? Oh, what's the matter, babe? Are you feeling blue and That's for all the time. I look just like Buddy.
That's like one of my first, like the first Weezer song that I think I've heard. Yeah. I love Weezer, man. Uh, good? Yeah, yeah, I'm solid. All right, let's move this back. What else, uh, what else you got going on, man? Not too much. I'm keeping it quiet right now. I've got some things um, that I'm trying to work on for, for the job and everything. Mm-hmm. So keeping it low key for a little bit. No, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, recording. You know, you're recording something soon. Yeah, you know. <laughs> actually, he, he thought I, he was gonna be slick. <laughs> I'm working on four songs right now. I'm working on four songs. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I don't know if it's gonna be a project. Um, I think there's going to be a show in December, but everything's got to get worked out. I'm working with uh, this producer, a homie of SNRGs, and, and a really cool dude. His name's Track Former. Shout out to Track. Um, I don't know if it's going to be an EP or if I'm just going to release it individually. I haven't figured it out, but I'll tell you, these songs are probably the most special songs that I've worked Ooh. on ever because... Um, I feel like I typecasted myself unintentionally. How so? Like, or into what and how so? So I think everyone, because I loved emo music growing up and I always felt like there's a formula and, you know, um, growing up listening to a lot of like, uh, I guess, I don't know if you call it alt rock or what, like, you know. Weezer. (laughs) Well, no, not like, like bands like The Fray and like stuff like that. You're always trying to write these like very sweet, sincere mu- like songs and mm-hmm. music, and I mean, I, I can do that, and that's what I've done. But anyone that knows me is like, yeah, that's like one side of you. The other side is that you're brutally honest. You say a lot of weird shit. I want some of that. Yeah, like I, like maybe not weird shit, but just unconventional. Well, isn't that kind of like the concept of an album? Like whether it be EP, LP, whatever. But it's right, like right. here's a thought process, and right. then here's music that that backs that up. And then your next album may or may not sound the same, but here's a different set of thoughts. Here's a different set of. I mean, doesn't Adele name her song uh, her albums off of the year her age? Right. I think my thing was I always held back on my personality. Because I didn't really know if a mass audience would really accept it. Because I felt like there was this cookie cutter mold that was very safe, right? And I, I, I'm realizing now, like, especially with me being older, now is not the time to be safe. Like, well, there's that. Like, like I, I should have done this years ago, but it's okay. Like, I'm not upset. It, it's a, it takes growth. You know, I I think that that is a very old school industry way of looking at it. Like, let's make tracks, let's make music for the masses. I think now we're very much in a in a micro blogosphere. It's like, let me figure out how I can get four hundred people in ten major cities that'll come see me. Right, and you can literally just build off of that. Right, right. Uh, no longer. Sure, sure. Everyone wants to sell albums like Beyonce, but you know Paul Wall made made a killing off of going hand to hand on all of his albums. You know, yeah, absolutely. He finds people find him. People go, oh, I like his music. I I think that was like kind of my thing growing up. Is I grew up with a lot of like um, lack of self confidence. I think people mistaken how outgoing I am. 
for confidence, right? So I have no problem being goofy mm-hmm. and acting a fool because a fool. my whole thing was just like, it's a gimmick, right? Okay. It's a gimmick, but being you're sure of yourself as a gimmick does not mean that you're being sure of yourself. Yeah. Like, like it's an act. Well, I think that especially for a lot of us Asian Americans, right. we hide behind a gimmick. We're, we sure. are quote unquote that guy. I'm the guy that likes football, you know, like or I'm the guy that whatever the whatever you right. and we hide behind it. Even though it's like, yeah, I'm good at understanding how things work. I'm good at whatever. I'm good at writing lyrics. I'm really good at writing like sappy songs, but that isn't me. And I'll tell you, like this new collection of songs that I'm working on right now. And it could be more than four, but I'm aiming for four right now. I've got a lot of ideas. I've got to narrow it down, but um, it's been a long, long time since I've been excited about my music. Ooh. Like, and you're only excited about four songs. That's amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, not, like I'm not, I'm not like... No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. You know, like for a comic, you go, well, I'm excited about this hour. This hour that I got, I, I really like. But you're saying like, I'm really excited about this 10 minutes. Like, I'm really excited about... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... And, and like... Right now, it's floating somewhere between 8 and 12 minutes. That's amazing. It's kind of crazy, because I've never been so minimal of my work. Like, if you... Well, it's not really out there, but my old songs are very big. There's a lot of layers to it. And I think this one's going to be very minimal. Um, interesting. Hold on one second. Maybe we are fucking with the gang better. Is that better? Um, well, if not, we'll figure it out later. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think the issue, you know, especially when we were growing up, you look at, you buy an album and you like four of the songs, four out of the 12. It's, I would especially back then, I would rather have just been able to buy the four songs that I liked. And now you can do that with yeah. iTunes. So is it imperative to come up with a whole hour-long album? No. I don't think so. I've, none of my albums that I've put out have been more than seven songs. And that's just something I've done like even way back in the day. Mm. Um, I've recorded three projects. Most, two of them are six. The other one is seven songs. Wow. Yeah, and I think that's, I think you're looking at quality over quantity. Absolutely. And I think that it's just one of those things where it was kind of like, um, I'm putting a lot of time and effort in this. And it was kind of my experiment of gauging, like, do people like this or not? I don't want to put more songs out there if people aren't enjoying it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's okay if you don't like it. You have your opinion. I, I, I guess my thought is, like, my thought right now is, like, can you even just, destroy the whole album theory? I think that's very acceptable these days. Um, I mean, to be real, like record labels sign you to single deals. Like you have one song that's hot and they'll be like, we'll sign you for this one song. Is that what you want? You want record label distribution? You know, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't, at this point, I don't really know and I guess I kind of don't care because I'm a little jaded too. Right, right. Well, you know, I look at everything from, from like the comedy standpoint. It's like, I don't need really anything. I don't really need anything. I just need, if I can get out and get the word out, people will come and see me. It's like, isn't that the beauty? 
you don't have a, you don't have a record label going, oh, we're gonna drop, we're gonna put you uh, your album out at this time, this time. It's like no, you could. I'm gonna put out a song a month every right. month. Fucking album. I'll say this much. Considering how long I've been here, I've only been here for three years. Me too. And yeah, and, and like, I don't I don't want to sound conceited saying this, but it was kind of like dick. <laughs> Seeing my birthday party and seeing like how many people support me, whether they come to my shows or not, mm-hmm. I know that there's people that support me. It wasn't a massive crowd, but I can say that it was way more than I expected, which is still very comforting and rewarding. And what it comes down to for me is just like there's people that want me to succeed. Yeah. Yep. I, I will say that I've noticed in a lot of like the micro. Uh, in the micro circles, you know, whether it be cultural or, or whatever. Yeah. They support you at the beginning. Yeah. And they'll support you when you're at the top. In the middle somewhere, it gets a little, gets a little, I, a little I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I, I've experienced it. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, like I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go to your show at the little bar, but then you're like, hey, I'm opening for this guy. I go, fuck you. <laughs> but you know what? Like, during that time, I think it's more of a thing for yourself anyways, right? I think it's a lot of like self-reflection on how to refine it because it's kind of like I've had a lot of people support me at the beginning. They're warm. They're welcome to it. And then during that middle point, it's kind of like I don't know if people get tired, but it's kind of like we've seen this. We know what it's about. And, and even, that, even if it's new, they still feel like yeah. we know it's a, what it's about. But then that's not support anymore. Now they now it's transactional. I don't I don't believe that it's transactional. I think that they still believe that you could be successful and that they want you to. But it's kind of like it's kind of odd, right? It's this weird thing with like um, talent and business. I I think from from a customer standpoint, right? You you go okay. Let's say horrible example, but we're gonna go with it anyways. Let's say you you start making T-shirts, right? You print them up in your in your backyard. Sure. Great, I'll buy them. You know, and then you get to the point where you go, oh, I've got somebody else printing it and I've got this, blah, blah, blah. And then then people will turn on you kind of like, ah, I wouldn't wear that T-shirt. It has nothing to do with wearing the T-shirt. It has nothing to do with support. Support is supporting. Yeah and no. Because like for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you're wrong. I, I, had, <laughs> <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody where they were like, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians yet? Hold on, let me let me take a step back. I told the story wrong already. Somebody posted up. They had a free screening to Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, Krishno, right here. No, it wasn't Krishno. Oh, it shout was, out to Krishno. Shout out to Krishno. Um, it was someone. Who was it? Anyways. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so like this person posted up like, "Hey, go check out Crazy Rich Asians." Um, First Asian cast and all this stuff. Well, in the last right, 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 twenty years. So they gave all like the the factoids about it all, and I was just kind of like, which is all the reason why I didn't watch it when it came out. Well, so you might support me in this. Okay. So I messaged them privately because I didn't want to make a big fuss about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, "Hey, was it a good movie?" And they said, "What difference does it make?" Um, you should support Asian culture. And I said, no, I support Asian culture. But if I'm putting my money into this, like, I still want to be rewarded with a good experience. 
I, so, so like mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like with like the, the t-shirt thing, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm still dropping money. Like I support you. I can support you in many different ways because you're an entertainer. There's many facets of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the t-shirt isn't the end all for me. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like, um, I don't like, like, for example, I like SNRG. Those are my homies. Yep. I feel, Shout out re- to SNRG. I feel really bad because I just don't wear a ton of t-shirts. Yeah. And, and I'm happy to buy their shirts. They know that. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely tried to push customers their way and everything. Yep. I don't wear their shirts because I don't wear t-shirts. Right. So that's like my thing for not. Well, I, I think, uh, again, um, if, if I love you and I support you, like, I think that I would buy your T-shirt regardless, even if I don't wear it. I'll give it away. I'll find someone, you know, in this case, I'd buy uh, your T-shirt and I would give it to somebody in the crowd. Because to me, it's a, I'm paying $20 to support you, not $20 for a T-shirt. And I think that that's where, right. uh, that's where it gets weird once you're at the bottom. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll give up my Wednesday night to go see Lloyd do comedy at a fucking Uncle Chuckle Hut's down the street, but then when you go, oh, he's he's doing big things, he's traveling, da, 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 that's when it gets weird. And they're like, I've already seen his jokes. Oh, it's not about support now. Now it's transactional because mm. apparently I've excelled beyond your support right. and now we are into the stratosphere of I need to give you something for your support. And you're not even giving support now. It's not transactional. Support should be, I don't want to say blind, but it's like I'm supporting you. But it's, it's also different because we come from an entertainer's mindset where I've, we know where we know it. I've what it, bought album. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've bought albums. I've bought T-shirts. Yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely down. Like, I remember there's this dude I had beef with um, back in Virginia Beach. And Shout out to Skateboard P. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, he came around and he was like, trying to patch things up with me because he realized we were doing the same hustle and all this stuff. And I told him, I was like, he was like trying to push his mixtape and no one wanted to buy it. Mm-hmm. And he showed up at my event trying to sell it. And, and I was cool with it. I had no problem because like, I understand at the end of the day, like it's about the hard work that you go into. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, look, man, I'm going to buy two CDs right now, but it's on you to get somebody to accept them. Like, oh shit! I was like, I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I already have your music. Yep, I know what you're about. Mm-hmm. Like, I supported you from afar, and I always have, even when we had beef, because I want people to succeed. That's just the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. But I'll buy two CDs, and, and this motherfucker was selling these CDs for fifteen dollars a piece. And so, like, you know, and I was like a college student at the time, but I was like, no, I'll buy two right now, thirty bucks. Like, I, I, I mean, I know, like, as hosting. Um, I'll host a show and the headliner is selling T-shirts and I like him. I support him and I know T-shirt his T-shirts are not going to sell well. I'll buy one and as the host, I'll give it to, I'll give it to somebody in the crowd, you know? Yeah. And that's just to, not only the psychological of like getting those T-shirts sold, but it's like, I'm supporting you. I don't want the T-shirt. It's not going to do, it's literally going to do you, you no good. Right. Me buying the T-shirt and having it sit in my closet. Let me just give it to somebody. Right. Um, but I, I think that the once you you can get beyond the support level from the same people, yeah. and then they go, well, I'm paying now. You need to give me what I came for. 
when you're horrible, yeah. when you're horrible, people go, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's my, he's my, he's my nephew. I'll go fuck it. But then it gets, it gets weird when you're like same amount of money, same dollar price point, same night. But now it's like, you know, you know, it's funny about this and I, I'm sorry to cut you short. Sure. But I forget where I heard this. I heard this recently. It was on some like show. It was like part of the script. And they're like, yeah, when I saw this person. But just play the fucking hits. I don't want to hear the new shit. But the whole point of them touring is because they're promoting the new shit. shit you know right, I mean? right. Uh, you know, <laughs> in, but like again, it's like the different perspective, like right. what the audience wants versus what you need to do mm-hmm. for yourself. You know? Yeah, cool. I mean, you know, the Wu Tang Clan could go on tour right now and be like, "Hey, we're only doing new shit." And we're like, uh, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> we need we need to hear Cream at least twice tonight. <laughs> but you know, th- th- that's a difference. That's a difference. I paid money for a ticket. I want something. Right. Support is, I bought a ticket and it, just give me what you got. Right. Um, right. I understand. I understand your point. Uh, going back before before we get out of here, let me explain the reason why I did not support Crazy Rich Asians when it first came out. Right. I've been in Hollywood too long. I've been, I was an actor for too long. I had zero faith. Like... First of all, all the money I knew was not going into the hands of the Asian community in general. Right. But I had zero faith that it was going to be a good, like, not a good movie, but like. I mean, I, to be honest, I'll be honest, like, I, I haven't seen it still. And it's not that I'm against seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, um, I just don't really watch that many movies. And the movie has to be like 10 years old before I watch it. You don't watch movies. You don't wear T-shirts. You just spend money on guitars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but so real quick, I'm going to interject this last time. And my whole thing with this uh, person I was speaking with, I was just like, I should support it because it's Asian. I was like, do you come to my shows? I mean, and I don't try to be an asshole saying that. Like, it's just sort of like if you're going to apply that logic, you can't just apply it to like trying to make some like Guinness book of like records kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's the crazy thing about support. It's like, it's we, just like, you know, we want to support what makes us look good. So even though I'm not, I might not get the transactional portion of it, but I look good. Like I supported it. I was out there. Right. You're like, Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> I got into, a, I got into an argument and people are like, you're going to watch it. Right. Like a specific person. Like you're going to watch it. Right. And I was like, no, I'm not watching. I it. will watch it. It just hasn't come on Netflix yet. Where it go- <laughs> it's, it's on HBO. Like- it's on HBO Go. I don't have that. Oh, I mm. never. Well, you like- know, you you like listen. I've listened to your podcast where you talk about Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's not my login. So <laughs> I traded my Netflix login for an HBO Go login. I think they won, but uh, I get what I need. I've got Hulu. If someone wants to trade me, they're. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think Disney Plus is going to have Hulu, ESPN Plus, yeah, and Hulu. And, and, I, and I'm kind of fucked on that deal. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy Disney Plus. Uh, well, I think if you buy it now, it's like $4 a month because you buy like two years in advance or something. Oh, really? So you drop like, I don't know, don't quote me on this, people. You drop like 200 bucks, and you get like two or three years of subscription like there's a lot of disney stuff i need to watch moana i need to watch uh moana is my favorite moana is the best princess in all of disney you can fight me 
I don't know if I have a favorite. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know why I said that with like I basically was like Yeah you're a communist Whatever <laughs> like, I don't even know why That's crazy That's crazy I, I just want to say that like Mulan I'm really upset that uh, Mushu isn't going to be in there Because I really wanted Like an Eddie Murphy And I know that they're trying To be very serious I guess like well, my, my, like, explain it to me. Like the the problem that I have about Mulan is, and I, I don't I don't have like a, a woke Asian theory on this. Right. It's just like you do frame for frame remake of literally every other movie, but with Mulan, it's like it's got to be something different, and it's got to be serious. Like yeah. you, you can't make it goofy at all. So that was kind of like my take on it. And they were saying like, well, Mulan. Someone told me like Mulan is based on like it, it's in, it's like. Uh, Inspired by, you know how like it's like yeah. based on a true story kind of thing. They take what uh, they like I'm, for Hollywood. I'm going with you're talking whatever 1500s China. It's like we were killing daughters up until yesterday. Well, I, someone I, was telling me that like there's a fable about it's it a fable. Something. But my thing was just sort of like, hey man, I fucking love Eddie Murphy. Like, <laughs> well, th- there's there's that, but it's also like I think I saw some like kung fu like Shaw Brothers kung fu theater type martial arts. And it's like, wait, you wanted to be serious, but you got to do that. Like, there's no, there's no songs because the songs I think were a little too offensive. Do you, do you remember the Mulan's like, I'm gonna make a man of you yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a dick. But let's talk about that 98 degrees uh, Stevie Wonder song at the end. 98 degrees. Oh, Stevie. you don't know about that? No. The the main theme song of that movie. I thought it was Reflections. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Well, there's that. <laughs> but then there's, there's also... Um, so 98 Degrees wasn't a big group yet. They were just starting to break okay. out. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, uh, it, they had the song called True to Your Heart. Oh, that's them? That's them featuring Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Wow. So I'm not going to hear any 98 Degrees and Stevie on this one. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to hear any songs. You're not going to... The, the reflection, when will the reflection... But that's kind of weird for a Disney movie, right? No songs? I, I no just, songs and just like how intense and serious it's supposed to be. Yeah, in... in like, because they replaced you, Mushi with a phoenix. Which, I mean, that's the exact opposite of a dragon. Dude, I, I'm just saying, like, it's just opposite in the sense that, like, it's like, you know, it's very you brought off- some, like, like comedic relief. And yeah, it's, it's very off-brand, and I think that's where, it, it's like, why do you have to go off-brand for us? Yeah, it's, it's like the equivalent of, like, um, I, gave, I gave somebody a fortune, a giant fortune cookie. Because okay. Because they gave me a TV. Okay, because that almost equates... Well, it was just kind of like a thank you note. Like, uh, it, was like, it was like, you gave me this, well, it was an old TV... And, and I appreciate it nonetheless. So I gave them, I sent them a giant fortune cookie uh, that had like a little, because you can fit like a letter in there versus just like a short little fortune note. This thing, it weighed a pound. It was like this big. Okay. So I sent a little thank you note. And they called me and they didn't know it was for me. So they're like, I was like, hello? And they're like, hey, I think uh, I received your package by mistake. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, is this Alan? Yeah. No, no, this is Tune On. I just want to send you a little thank you th- note because, you know, like, um, I appreciate you offering me the TV. Mm-hmm. 
aren't you Vietnamese? Aren't you Chinese? Isn't fortune cookies Chinese? It's like, no, not hey, even Hey, man, that. you're just looking at this. It's <laughs> way too deep. It's just a thank you note. This, I thought it was like a goofy thing. Yep. Technically, it was a Jewish guy in New York. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I was just like, uh, okay, whatever. That is, that is the funny thing. Like, in America, it's like either we have to be whatever we are, and it gets it's confusing if we're not. Or I appreciate how PC was trying to be about it, but at the same time, it's sort of like, look, man, just fucking take the gift. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but what I'm saying is like it's it's either that PC weird conversation <laughs> of like, wait a second, it's like, oh, you eat sushi? I I thought you were Chinese. I'm like, yeah, but I like fucking sushi. That's crazy. Or it's the <laughs> Uh, Chinese, Japanese, whatever. It's all the same. Whatever. Like it's 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 one of the two. Right, right. It's right. like ah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, like I try to give a, a sense of grace with that because, especially if they're trying to be educated about it. Like I had, I confused, I guess, the hell out of my coworker once because I said, you know, there's a lot of Asian dishes that are very similar. They're not the same, okay. but like they're similar. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Filipino people have um, chicken adobo or pork adobo. Vietnamese people have tikkab, which is like. Similar tasting, but it's like different base sauce. It's still mm-hmm. different, right? Um, and so, like, I told my coworker that once, and I told her I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to like go home today. Um, I'm gonna go visit my mom, and she she's like making a home cooked meal for me." And she goes, "Oh, does your mom make sushi?" I'm like, what the fuck would my mom make sushi? But but the thing is, yeah. she's very bad at explaining. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Because like, didn't you say like Asians are similar?" And I was like. Vietnamese people don't have sushi. And she's like, but you said Asian people are similar. But what she was trying to say was, do you remember when we had this conversation a month ago yeah. when you said that there's a lot of similar Asian dishes? Yeah. Is this one of those similar Asian dishes? Uh, it was, yeah. But she's just so bad. And, and this is who she is yeah. in general, not, not like this one incident. And so I was getting like real upset about it. But then I had to remember who she is. Well, Which yeah. is tough to like separate the individual because like sometimes we generalize on, on reflecting on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's tough too. But you know, like being a comic and, and watching a lot of not Asian people do comedy, there's a lot, there tends to be a lot of like Asian jokes, whether they're usually horrible. But so I'm watching like Burt Kreischer's, one of his first specials, and one of the jokes is literally this it's like, uh, did you know? That Chinese people and Japanese people don't understand each other at all. I want to hear where this is going. No, that's the joke. <laughs> like, literally, that's the joke. It's like, I, you knew that? I didn't know that. And I was like, you literally dedicated three minutes of your set to... It, and, and I get it, like... Maybe it's like here, here spread the knowledge because maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, it's your tough. Crowd. maybe it's your crowd that doesn't know that shit. But it's like you sit there and watch it and you go, "You're a fucking idiot." Sometimes I, I like when I hear comedians do those kind of jokes. It's kind of like, is it because you're pandering because you know your audience is not as well informed, and, and you are that intelligent, so you're trying to let them know, mm-hmm. or are you just as dumb? You know what I mean? So, like, let me ask you this, like. Um, You've seen the new Dave Chappelle uh, yes. special? What did you think about his um, transgender joke into the... The Chinese joke? Yeah. The Chinese impression joke? Uh, you know, what I find funny is that uh, he likes to rag on Chinese people, even though his wife's Filipino. Like, it would make more sense to me if he did 
Filipino jokes. But do you think that that's because he knows how dumb a lot of people are? No, because he has he says a lot of smart shit. But do you think people can differentiate that? Because here's my thing, like my thing is I, well, first off, I didn't know that like he says a lot of jokes about Chinese people. But I will say that like um you know, I had a friend who I still have a friend. Uh, yeah, he's still around. He's still alive. But my friend during like the um do you remember the Rachel Dolezal and uh yep. um Caitlyn Jenner thing? Yes. So my friend Black descent, African American descent. Uh, I don't know how PC people are going to be about me saying that. Black. I've heard so many people say, "Don't call me African American; just call me black." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so like, um, so my friend, who's black, he's black. Yep. So, anyways, um, he goes and he says, um, "Isn't it kind of crazy with what's going on?" I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, "You got." Rachel Dolezal, am I saying her last name right? Uh, Dolezal. 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 Yeah. Rachel Dolezal and Caitlyn Jenner, if you look at it, you take a step back and and just really look at the root of what it is, you have two people who are um, going through identity crisis. Yes. One is doing a lot for the community. At the time, Caitlyn Jenner wasn't really embracing yeah, I the mean, community. Rachel, Rachel Dolezal was like at the top of the NAACP. Right, right. So like his thing was just sort of like, um, he's like, you know, I'm not leaning towards one way or the other, but isn't it crazy that you got two people who are going through identity crisis and... Um, One's embraced and the other one is, is on fire. Shit on. Yep. And um, it's just very odd to me how the politics of all this stuff works. Like one did a very superficial change on like as far as just like what can be changed on the skin surface and one went through a very surgical procedure and they were just kind of saying like um it's just wild to me so like for me when i heard the the chapelle joke like it was kind of like going back to that Mm. but on a different scale right right, 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 you know what i mean right yeah, you know, and I think, you know, he's got a lot of great points and it just seemed, I try to ignore it because I see the bigger picture in that joke. Right. In that joke specifically. Right. Uh, but it's like, and I think that's my problem with Louis C.K. It's like, you're too smart. You do a lot of smart jokes, but you do a lot of dumb jokes. And I feel like with right. with Dave Chappelle, when he did the Chinese impersonation, it's kind of, I try to let it go. It's like, I get what you're trying to say. It, there's no point in, but nobody is going to say no, like out of all the crazy shit that I read about the special, no one was like, oh yeah. And that Chinese impression was pretty fucked up. Do you feel like, um, Asian people really have to ride on the coattails of, uh, black America? Um, cause I do. What do, what do you mean? Exactly. Well, like any progress for us as a community mm-hmm. is kind of the trails of what the black community has done. And I don't think that it's like, yes, but I think it's because of like the history of America. Well, well, also, I think that because there's going to be a more prominent voice in that black people were are the oldest minority. Right. In not on American soil, but in American culture. 
Right, right. And yeah, they're blazing. They're blazing the trail. The the Hispanics are right behind them, right. and then we are somewhere behind them. You right, know? right. Um, and I think yeah, they especially culturally, uh, I think they blaze a lot of trails. Uh, and I think culturally in America, our our struggles are intertwined. Absolutely, same same like uh, end goal, different journey. Yes, because. W- We've had there's I mean there's a different ethic to a lot of the things whether it be uh, racism in in the banking you know being able right. to get us loans or, or whatever but oh my man is well informed about this I know a little bit about it, a little <laughs> bit and, and you know um, and, and I think that's kind of the reason why I get uh, I get I don't want to say chastised but I, I get people give me a hard time when I'm doing black rooms when I'm doing urban right. rooms it's like because I'm the only Asian person that they see that's doing what they're doing. I'm not, I don't own anything. I'm not, right. you know, I don't, I'm not behind the other side of the counter. Right. Uh, so a lot of the perception that lands on me is from somebody else. Right. No, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that completely. And I think that we kind of had a similar, similar experiences where you're just kind of like, I'm actually on this side of the counter. I'm on the same side of the counter as you. Right, and it's tough because um, what's his name? Phil, Phil, Phil Wong, Wong. He's like um, he has a special on Netflix too. One of like, well, it's not a full special. Oh, Phil Wong, yeah. I had he, a hard time watching that one. Did you? The British guy. Yeah. Where he opens up with he has a fifteen minute set, five minutes of farting. <laughs> I don't remember, but I his remember. First, his first five minutes is like, <laughs> like the first five minutes was, the first two minutes was like him saying his name over and over again. Right, right. And then the next three minutes was like him talking about farting on a 15-minute special. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can watch this. But he's big in England. Well, he um, he said this thing. because talk- He was talking about like um, how he grew up kind of conflicted because like, you know, he's living in, in England. Yep. His family is from what? Sure. China, Singapore, some, somewhere in Asia. And he goes and he was like, he says, you know, the funny thing is, is that regardless of where I go, whether it's here or Asia, I'm always defined by what makes me different. Yeah. And, and it's kind of crazy because like, you know, obviously he's successful and everything like that. So he was like, he mentioned briefly, he didn't go in depth with it. But right. He was just sort of like, when he was in Asia... He was known as the white guy. Yep. When he went to England, he was known as the Asian guy. guy. Uh, and, and it's tough, you know? Like, because cause I, I related that to that so much because when I was in Virginia Beach, I was like the Vietnamese guy. And then when I moved out here, or not even the Vietnamese guy, I was the Asian guy. Yeah. So when I moved out here and started hanging out with Vietnamese people, they're like, oh, it's the Vietnamese dude, but he's white. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I, I understand that where it's like, yeah. I'm too white to be Asian, I'm too Asian to be white. But here's, <laughs> right, here, right. here's a crazy thing. I don't have an option. I don't have like a Chinese American. I don't have like a Chinese background to fall back on. I don't speak Chinese. I, I can barely order food. <laughs> you know, like it, it, there isn't. This is what I am. I'm right. from Boston. If you want to have a conversation about my background, we talk about Boston. Right. That's about it. Right. Um, at least, like in your end, like oh, you're part of the community. You can speak no, no, the no. language. I'm not enough. I'm not I, enough. I understand, but. I'm less. So you're not enough. I'm less than that. But, but it's weird because like if, let's say you're Vietnamese mm-hmm. in, in your status. Sure. They would understand it. They would, they would embrace you 
like for me, I'm still fighting tooth and nail a lot. So it's better to be zero than right. in the then, middle somewhere. Right, because they're like, no, he's not enough. We want him here, but when he goes and he does certain things, mm-hmm. it's not it's not Vietnamese enough. I, I've had to turn down events because like they really wanted me to like MC certain events. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I will not. Because wow. I know like for me as charismatic as I am with like the audience and the stage presence, mm-hmm. I will be hung up like a martyr in the sense that like they will say, why do we have him? Wow. Yeah, he tried to speak Vietnamese and it's okay, but like it's not enough. They would rather have a Non- more American guy <laughs> and then him making a very poor effort yeah. than have me on there. You know, I will say that that is that is interesting. Because um, yeah. to them, they're like, "Why isn't he more?" You found somebody. If you can find him, why can't you find somebody better? You know, I do find that funny because uh, speaking like a little bit of Spanish, people lose their mind. Like Spanish people lose their mind. Oh right. my god, he speaks like this. Like French, same thing. Uh, 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 Tagalog or not Tagalog, but my wife's dialect, uh, Basayan. When I say like one or two words, I go, "Oh, oh, that's crazy." But when I speak Chinese, they're like, mm, uh, mm. "Like I, I literally have a joke where it's like, if I if somebody's Chinese in the crowd and they speak Cantonese, I'll ask them in Cantonese, "Do you speak Cantonese?" And the joke is, I tell everybody else, like, with me asking them. If they speak Cantonese, they know that I don't speak Cantonese. They can hear him. They can hear my voice. They know I don't speak. Like that's, um, and, and that's the thing. I, I think that uh, it, it is strange where I, I don't have anything else to fall back on. Right. Like culturally, right. it, it's it's this is American, and Americans don't get it because they're like, well, right. why don't you speak? And like because my great grandfather didn't speak. Right. So what does that mean? <laughs> like, listen. Sir, your parents came. Your grandparents came from Germany. Came from Italy, and you don't speak that language. I'm four year, four generations before that. Wow! And people go, "Yeah, I think you should speak it though." <laughs> I was like, "Do you speak Gaelic, sir? Do you speak O'Connell? Do you speak Gaelic? Shut the fuck up. Nobody speaks Gaelic anymore." But uh, all right, that was. We've gone way right. over. I'm sorry. That's all good. We like it. It's good. Um, where can they find you and where can they find you next? Um, follow me on IG at the number two, N-O-N-V-U. That was N is in November, O is in Oscar, N is in November, V is in Victor, U is in uniform, military fanatics. Um, Somebody grew up in Virginia Beach, <laughs> right outside of a military base. <laughs> to non vu. Add, add me on IG. Yep. Um, it, I'm gonna can. I'm gonna lay low for a while. You'll you'll find me here doing uh, these little episodes with Loy. Yep. And I'll keep you guys posted about the music, but it's it's in the works. I'm excited about it. Uh, I got the DC Asian Pacific American. Uh, Film festival comedy show. Oh, with Christian O. Yeah. So Christian O is putting it on. It's Yo, a comedy Christian show. Christian O is the homie. Shout out to Christian O. Shout out to Christian O. Uh, we're doing that, and I think he wants to do music as well. Okay. So I'll see if I can't put you on there. Uh, or I, I know that he's with NS, SNRG. He's he's got quite the roster. But Christian yeah. O is literally the godfather of Asian American activities here. I think I saw Christian O wearing a Versace shirt once and I said, "Yo, Christian, this is what you're about these days." And with these 
like Kanye looking shades was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look at Christian and just go like, wow. I wish I had the But balls. he's the friendliest dude. He it, is. Like, it was just so funny. It was a really hot day. And like, I think he was just like beat from the sun, but he just looked at me and was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I saw him, he had like, he had like Elvis, El- <laughs> like Elvis aviators on. And I was like, I wish I had big brass balls like you. Uh, and not, not to harp on it, but he actually was the guy that got me to see Crazy Rich Asians because, uh. He had a free screening. Oh, at, down the street. Yeah, AFI. Oh, I should have went to that. Yeah, free. I mean, well, I didn't know you then. Could have known me sooner. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's this skateboard P motherfucker looking god? Yeah. Um, so uh, you have you have no events coming up. No events. I've I've turned down a few. Um, I'm really trying to keep it low key for the moment. I think it's sometimes you just kind of have to go into hibernation and get the work right. I know uh, I can always put on a good show, but I'm keeping it quiet for a little bit. Um, yeah, that, I think that's that's what we're going to work on. We're going to try to find you like a weekly gig somewhere just to <laughs> throw some covers and get out there. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. The, I like the covers. I, I, it's just hard trying to perform your own material when it's not ready. Right. When it's not ready. When it's not ready. Well, I, you know, and that's the beauty of comedy. You just, none of your jokes are ready until they're done, and <laughs> you just throw them out there. Uh, so you check him out, Tunan Vu. Uh, he's also on my, uh, he's on my Instagram as well. Uh, check me out, Loyly Lee Comedy. Uh, that's all I got. Say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. <laughs>